Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com and I wanted to first, before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to remind you that I write books and you can buy these books from my website at dadstartingover.com books. You can download them immediately from my website in PDF format or an MP3 format or you can also buy them directly from retailers such as Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and even the audio from Audible. So thank you so much again for listening, and now on to our episode. Hello again everyone, DSO here from DadStartingOver.com. And today's topic, we're going to talk about one of... The one thing that I find to be one of the most annoying trends going on on any kind of relationship-oriented websites, forums, Twitter, whatever have you, and that is the trend of blaming the other man. Let's back up. Who is the other man? What the hell am I talking about? The other man is you catch your wife, your girlfriend, your long-term partner, whatever you want to call her, with another guy in an affair, physical, emotional, whatever, and a lot of men immediately go into defend wife mode. They go right into blaming the other guy. And I see it again and again and again. Understandably, men in these positions are very traumatized. They're very sad. They don't know where to go. They're very confused. And we look for simple answers. Men, as I've talked about on my website many times, are fixers. Our friends, our loved ones, our wife come to us with a problem. We listen to the problem and we go, all right, here's what I think you need to do. And we apply that same type of logic to something as serious and life-changing as my wife had an affair. All right, let's figure out why. Let's fix it. Let's go back to the way things are. And one of the most simple things to point at is an obvious one, the other man. Well, it's his fault. And... This all goes back to a, a general theme that occurs again and again in a lot of men's lives. And it starts at a very young age. And that is the theme of, my wife wouldn't do that. My girlfriend would never do that. And if you're presented with uh, undeniable proof that in fact, yeah, they did do that. Hmm. 
well, that doesn't compute. That goes against my long-held beliefs that I've had about this human being that I love more than anything in the world. So you know what? It's the other guy. And a lot of the times, they will come to the internet with, here's what happened. This other guy's an asshole. This other guy did this, this, and this. I saw their messages back and forth via text or email or what have you. And nine times out of ten, the internet will come right back. Other men will come back with, yeah, that guy's what we call a player. He goes after these poor defenseless women. He did everything right. He has he has uh, what we call game. He knew what to say, when to say it, how to say it, and he pushed your wife's buttons in the right order, and boom, there was nothing she could do about it. And if you think about it, this is just a very kind of low-key sexist way of looking at the whole thing. It's a mildly sexist way of looking at women. That they are just these poor defenseless creatures that are at the mercy of men. And they can't help it. Even if they're married and with children, you find out she's an affair, it's got to be the other guy. First thing you want to do is go punch the other guy's lights out and go to marriage counseling with your wife and fix the problem. And basically what's happening here is by projecting his anger onto the other man, the betrayed husband is basically holding on to what little hope he has left for the relationship. A lot of men will even go so far as, as long as it means upholding that lie of my wife is a victim, a lot of men will even go as far as putting themselves in very real physical danger to defend her. You will have men that will approach the other man, like in a public setting, to punch his lights out. Maybe even go as far as to do some kind of deadly harm with some kind of weapon. All to, quote, defend his wife's honor. You know, we've all heard that term. Again, we keep coming back to the whole concept of my wife, the victim, and this is some predatory animal that has invaded my holy marriage, and this person must be stopped. We really, guys, we really need to stop this. You need to stop it now. It's getting you nowhere. Anytime you find yourself going mentally in that direction of I'm just going to take that guy and I'm going to punch his lights out, I'm going to beat him, I'm going to ruin his life, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I want you to imagine something. Imagine your wife texting her friends and making fun of you for this. Why do I want you to imagine that? Because that's most likely what she was doing. This isn't something that she's going to look at as a positive thing. This is something she's going to look at and make fun of you for. You are the weak little man who is going after the stronger man who won his girl. That is not a good thing. She also will laugh at you for just not understanding the whole general theme to the affair, which is she wanted it and she got it. And you just don't get it. What is it you just don't get? One phrase I like to use. The wolves are always circling. The wolves are always circling. What do I mean by that? Guys, there are quite literally hundreds, hundreds of men out there that are ready and willing to have sex with your wife or your girlfriend. All they need is an opening to do so. No pun intended. Opening. A lot of the times, that opening is your wife or your girlfriend's boundaries are down and she allows them into her space, her personal space. She goes out for drinks after work with him. Yeah, sure, you can give me a ride home. Those little things that you expect 
from a wife with boundaries. This is a big important phrase that's going to come up again and again here. Boundaries. You expect a wife with good boundaries to prevent these scenarios from taking place. As soon as they pick up or they sniff a little bit of that wolf behavior, you know, where the wolves are circling and they're, they're coming for them, you have a wife that you trust, she should just say, uh-uh, nope, bad dog, and swat them away and let them know in no uncertain terms that is not good. When you have a wife that has entered into an affair, what she did was she didn't say bad dog. She said, come on in. I love the attention. Come on in. I'm willing to talk to you. I'm willing to put myself in precarious positions that I w wouldn't normally put myself in. Now, we could go on and on about why those boundaries got broken down, whole host of reasons for doing so, but the point is that your wife was complicit in the affair. She was not an innocent bystander. She was not the fair maiden that was taken over by the evil knight, taking her away. Now, I talked about um, how this whole concept of the other man is to blame is a, a mildly sexist uh, viewpoint. Um, I'm going to throw in my own mildly sexist viewpoint, and that is, for a lot of women, and I'm going to say most women, from what I know in my 40-some-odd years on this planet, um, don't put up boundaries at the right time, whether that is through naivete, they just don't know any better, or whether that's just uh, maybe some man pushed their buttons and the boundaries just came down a lot easier than what they should. Um, sometimes as her partner, as her man, you got to put those boundaries up for her. And you need to have your antenna up at all time and being sensitive to what's going on in your relationship. Because remember, wolves are always circling and there may be certain stressors and things in life that tear down boundaries. And you got to be aware and be in good communication with your wife and um, really trust your gut to know when things aren't going quite right and nip them in the bud early. And a lot of men, when they go through, especially after being through these scenarios in the past, guys like in my boat, they were married, wife had an affair, nasty divorce. They go back and start dating again. A lot of men uh, hold a lot of grudges, which is completely understandable when it comes to women, and they don't trust women anymore, which is also completely understandable to the point where if they're in a relationship and they see their girlfriend's boundaries come down a little bit, and that may be, oh, I don't know, maybe they're at a company picnic. They invite the girlfriend over. Next thing you know, the girlfriend is chatting and twiddling her hair, and she's obviously very flirtatious with a coworker and talking and talking and talking. And next thing you know, he says, hey, why don't you, uh, here's my number, why don't you call me sometime? Um, you and my wife can get together and talk about so-and-so. And she's like, yeah. And um, next thing you know, he's, she's texting with the other guy. A lot of men will in that scenario just say, you know what, broken up, we're done. Uh, I don't like that behavior, I'm out of here. And move on to the next one. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. I have very little patience anymore as a guy who's been through what I've been through, so I completely understand that. But I'm telling you, as a, as a guy who's been through that, been through relationships, if you aren't the type of guy that will have the balls to go up to the woman and say, all right, I love you, but let me tell you what's going on here. What you just did was a bad thing. You don't take a phone number from another man, especially a married man. 
especially now that you're in a relationship with me or with, with any guy. You just don't do that, okay? So that's a big no-no. So I don't appreciate that. So don't do that again. Understand me? A lot of guys don't do that. A lot of guys feel weird about throwing up boundaries like that for your partner. But I'm telling you, you need to. Because sometimes she's going to be unable or seemingly unwilling to put up her own boundaries. Because sometimes she just feels great being the flirtatious girl. She just feels great handing out her phone number. She just feels great texting or using whatever all these apps you have for anonymous conversations are concerned. So, again, you got to be willing to sometimes put those boundaries up for them. And I was online and there was a perfect example of a guy who just didn't do that. And it ended up biting him in the butt. It was on the uh, very popular website called Talk About Marriage, where there's a lot of different conversations about everything revolving revolving around relationships and marriage in particular. You'll, you'll see me on there. I, I uh, comment quite a bit. And um, there was a guy who talked about his wife started getting in a very close, friendly relationship uh, with a guy from work. And he did not throw up boundaries. And what he found, what a lot of guys find, is that uh, this is kind of a bit of a mindfuck for some men. And that is not only do you have to be very uh, well-tuned to your relationship and know when boundaries are being crossed or about to be crossed and have the balls to stand up and say, hey, this is bad. But sometimes your wife, your girlfriend will even in pretty obvious ways, say, hey, can you throw up some boundaries for me, please? It's almost like a test. Can you please show me what a tough guy you are? You know, Show me uh, that you're willing to tell me bad girl. Or it may be in a roundabout, semi-subconscious way, her way of saying, I'm feeling kind of good here about this thing, this these boundaries coming down, and um, I'm feeling a little weird about it. I still love you. I still love our relationship. But I'm also really liking what I'm feeling by chatting with this guy or these guys or doing this, this, and this, whatever it may be. So I'm going to tell you about it, and I want to see how you react. And this, what I saw on the Talk About Marriage website, was a good example of this. Guy's wife became very friendly. He's She's texting with this guy. They're, quote, just nerdy friends, uh, bonding in a nerdy kind of way about Something has nothing to do with anything sexual, anything sexual or relationship oriented or anything. And his wife, and I'm quoting the site here, as they became closer friends at work, she asked what I thought about her making him her friend as she lacks friends in general, the guy says. So this wife doesn't have very many friends to begin with, and all of a sudden she's very, very close to a guy at work. His response was, quote, I told her that's fine. So... In his rational male way, he's thinking, well, she doesn't have very many friends. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to be some kind of abusive, you can't do that kind of husband. Um, She seems to be happy. I would also don't want to look like I'm threatened by this other guy. So, yeah, that's fine. And then he kept his antenna up and he became more sensitive to everything. And he started keeping an eye on her a little bit more. And when you know it, that became a full-fledged affair. So she went to him, basically, and said, what do you think of this? Translation, honey, this is getting a little out of hand. Can you please stop this for me? And he said, no, honey, I trust you 100%. Have at it. 
I like that you have a friend, male or female. Hey, it's 2018, right? This isn't some 1950s stuff here we're talking about. Go have fun. And her response was like, right, fine, whatever. I guess I'm going to go have an affair now. And boy, is that common. That is very, very common. A lot of guys don't have the balls to say, stop it. Here's why you need to stop it. And here are the consequences if you don't stop it. Now, the wife, girlfriend, or whatever is coming to you and saying, hey, throw up these boundaries for me. You say, you got it. You throw up the boundary. Is she just going to say, thank you, sweetie. You're right. I made a mistake. And uh, I was being a little too flirty with the guy at the company picnic. I apologize for that. When we get home, um, I'll give you a foot massage and yada, yada, yada. No. What's invariably going to happen is she's just going to throw all kinds of a fit. Wow, you're way too sensitive. Wow, you're an asshole. Wow, you're controlling. Um, what, you trying to say I can't have friends? What is this? Just because I got a guy's number doesn't mean I want to have sex with him. I love you, not him. If this is where a relationship is going to be, I don't know if I want to be in it, blah, 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 blah. Stay cool. You know what? Just let her do her thing. Let her vent. That's fine. You always have to have the air of, that's fine. These are the rules of a relationship with me as a high quality dude. If you can't abide by those rules, that is perfectly okay. I understand. We'll shake hands as friends and part ways. Because I don't necessarily need to be in a relationship with you, wife, girlfriend. So these are the rules. If you don't abide by them, then see you later. And for a lot of men, see, right now, there's kind of a pervasive theme amongst young men, especially in relationships, and that is to err on the side of nice guy, to be a sweet, understanding guy. And to throw up boundaries like this for your woman really makes a lot of guys very uncomfortable and it gives them the feeling of being like I said before being a very controlling asshole kind of guy and they really don't even want to point themselves in that direction they don't want to cross the line they don't even want to look at the line they want to stay over in sweet nice guy territory so they don't throw up any kind of boundary and it ends up biting them in the ass but if we're being honest here throwing up this boundary in these examples I gave was there anything really, truly abusive there? Your girlfriend and the example I gave at the company picnic. You have devoted yourself in a monogamous relationship to them. You've given all of your time, your money, your resources, your love, your companionship, and all that means a great deal to you as a man. You don't just give that willingly to anyone. And you gave it to her. And then she, in turn, right in your face, flirts with another man. Which is a very human thing. We're all flirty by nature, right? I have seen my wife's eyes light up when she's talking to certain men. I'm sure she has seen me kind of act a certain way um, around attractive women. But I, in my mind, and you get to define as a man, as a person, as a person in a relationship, what your boundaries are. To me, the boundary crossing would be, hey, let me give you my number. Or, hey, maybe I'll see you around. Let's, let's meet up. You want to meet up over here sometime? Oh, now you're, now you're crossing friendly, flirty conversation and going right into a whole other ball of wax. And in my mind, that's crossing the line. You don't exchange numbers. You don't talk outside of, you know, this 
kind of scenario with a company picnic. So in my mind, that's a perfectly normal, healthy thing to do. It's not abusive. It's not mean. It's not being an asshole. It's called having a spine. It's called having balls. It's called being a person that has a sense of worth. A guy that knows his value in life. This theme doesn't just apply to your personal relationships with your woman, but it's a theme that you should apply to any kind of relationship. Whether it's you as an employer with your boss, you with a parent, and so forth. Don't be afraid to say, this is what I'm willing to put up with. These are my rules for dealing with me. Oh, you want to be in a business relationship with me, boss? You want me to provide my skills to you in exchange for money, a salary? Thank you very much. That's awesome. But I'll tell you what I'm not going to put up with. Your boss will have a great deal more respect for you as a person. And subsequently, you will be more apt to get that promotion next year than if you were a very passive, agreeable type of person. Same thing with your relationship with your woman. In fact, I would say a hundredfold more so than your relationship with your boss. You don't put up boundaries. You don't say, this is what I don't like. You don't state your case and say, take it or leave it. Your wife, your girlfriend will walk all over you. And you will end up saying, what the hell just happened as she runs off with the other guy. Trust me on this. Which brings us right back to the beginning, to the initial scenario of you catch your wife, girlfriend, in an affair, and you initially want to go right to the other guy and blame him for it. What you're seeing typically with the affair is a manifestation of a lack of putting up boundaries. More importantly, an overall theme of a lack of self-esteem on your part, a lack of self-respect. And that is proven out by the fact that you discover the affair, and the first thing you do is go right to the other guy. You're throwing up the, I have no sense of value. I have no common sense when it comes to relationships. I'm going to look for the easy solution here. I'm going to go after the other man. Don't do it. You're signaling to the world your low, low value as a mate. Um, some people call that mate guarding, as a matter of fact. Just don't do it. Understand your value. You've caught your wife in an affair Oh, that's like strike one, two, and three, all in one, all in one shot. And she's out. And you say, hey, you made a decision. I understand. We're done as a couple. You have a great big boundary. Every man with any form of self-esteem should have the boundary of affair equals no more relationship with me. And again, the theme is I'm a pretty cool dude. I'm a very good person. I'm a good all-around guy to be in a relationship with. I don't have a lot of hard and fast rules in dealing with me, but I have some that I hold very near and dear to me, and I consider them to be very important, and you just broke all of them with your one big mistake called having an affair, so we are done. If, if you have any sense of self-respect, that is what you will do. All right. Thank you so much for listening. That was a nice quick one. Hope you enjoyed it. I hope to do these more often. I'm getting more energy to do these. So I appreciate all of the clicks and all the downloads. They mean a lot to me. Uh, the last two episodes about testosterone replacement therapy were very popular. The Absolutely the biggest downloads for a, uh, 
episode right on day one. So thanks so much. I appreciate it. You have a great day, and please visit me at dadstartingover.com. That's dadstartingover.com, all one word. And I'll see you on the next one. Thanks a bunch. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.